Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Diary of the Bald Baddie with your host, the bald baddie that's not so bald anymore, Wakila Peace. The time went back this morning, y'all, which is great because that means we get an extra hour of sleep. And I know that that's great for all of my working class people, all of my college students, my high school students, my elementary students. It's a great feeling to know that we have an extra hour of sleep. I know what it is for me because I'm not a morning person, but by the grace of God, every morning... From Monday to Thursday, I wake up and get to class on time by the grace of God. Because Lord knows I am not a morning person. But to know that I have an extra hour of sleep, that makes me very happy. I'm ecstatic. I'm so happy. Like, y'all don't understand how much this hour means to me. Y'all really don't. I'm one of those people that wake up, right? My alarm done went off. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give myself an extra 15 minutes. So the alarm goes off. Say the alarm goes off at 645. All right, I'm going to wake up at 7. But now I have that extra hour, so I don't have to extend my sleeping time to 15 minutes. So this is a great feeling. I hope all of y'all are taking advantage of this hour the way that I am. I hope. But I'm going to change the tone for a little bit, guys. Sad news for the entertainment industry and black community as we say goodbye to one of our favorites, John Witherspoon. On Tuesday, October 29th, 2019, John Pops Witherspoon made his transition, leaving behind a wife, two sons, and a legacy full of laughs. John Witherspoon is known for his iconic roles as Pops on the 90s sitcom, The Waynes Brothers. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. (laughs) I had to do it, y'all, because that's one of my favorite theme songs. It really is. But he is also known for his role as Willie Jones, the father to Ice Cube, which was Craig, and Regina King, which was Dana in the Friday movie franchise, and Robert Granddad Freeman on The Boondocks. That's only a few rolls off of Mr. Witherspoon's resume, y'all, because, you know, he was in the cameos, you know. I remember him, I remember, like, seeing him in one of Jay-Z's videos. He was in a bunch of videos. He was out here. He was really out here. And this is a fun fact. Pops and I shared the same birthday, y'all. January 27th is the day, the day that all the goats are born, okay? (laughs) Okay? And I'm just honored to know that we shared a birthday. I really am honored. But Pops, you are greatly missed, not just in the entertainment world, but in the African-American communities all around. Thank you for the laughs. Your legacy will continue to live on in your art of entertainment. Y'all, I remember being like maybe eight or nine years old and waking up and BT was running the Wayne's Brothers. And I would hear Pops like, bang, 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 or whatever he used to do. But I just remember just laughing because I'm like, this old man is really funny. He is hilarious. And then I remember him as obviously the father to Craig on Friday. And I was just like, wow, this guy is like an original. He's a talent because he's like, he was like nonchalantly funny. He was hilarious. He really was. But Pops, again, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you for the laughs, and your legacy will live on throughout all of your movies, your cameos, your little pop-ups on different shows. He was on Good Times, too, y'all. Y'all probably going to have to dig for that episode, though, because that was, like, back in the 70s. But your legacy will live on, Pops. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. As I mentioned last week, today's topic of conversation is on mental health, being able to identify, acknowledge, and the steps to take to properly care for yourself and someone else that may suffer from a mental illness. The most common mental illness in the U.S. is anxiety disorders. According to an Anxiety and Depression Association of America.org article, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults in the United States from ages 18 and older. 
Anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. That's horrible. That's a horrible statistic. Like, really? 40 million, only 36.9 are being treated? Like, come on. If a person is affected by anxiety, it is likely that they are affected by depression as well. Another fact from Anxiety and Depression Association of America.org, nearly one half of those diagnosed with depression are also diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Symptoms of anxiety include excessive worrying, feeling agitated, trouble with sleeping or staying asleep, avoiding social settings. It's just so many that can go, we could go on and on about it. And that's just to name a few. And symptoms of depression includes irritability, fatigue, or suicidal thoughts or attempts. That's deep. That is really, that's like heart shattering. Just to know that there are people out here that are suffering from depression alone too, folks. I'm going to take a detour for a minute away from the facts because this episode is a little more personal for me because I myself suffer from anxiety really bad. I suffer from anxiety like it's, it's crazy. I never thought that I would be the one to be suffering from this, but it's a common mental illness. So I don't really speak on it because that's my way of trying to escape the fact that I am one of the 40 million adults suffering from the anxiety disorder. My anxiety wakes me up almost every day, two to three hours before my alarm, and I just stay up as negative thoughts crowd my mind. I try to fight these demons with my eyes up to the ceiling. I'm rolling around in my bed. I'm scrolling through my phone, looking on my timelines from every social media that I have. It's just like a battle that is very frustrating. And those that are suffering from it, they can relate, I'm pretty sure. But two things that I've learned to do is, one, speak about it and pray about it. There's one person that I could fight in when I'm having one of my attacks. Then I pray to God and I ask him to heal me of any stress or thoughts that may cause stress or anxiety or even depression. And while I was doing my research for this episode, I decided to give myself a test by looking up symptoms of when a person is affected by anxiety and depression. And anxiety was definitely my assignmental disorder. And just a side note, y'all, when you are constantly under stress, that awakens other mental, not mental, medical issues. When you are constantly under stress, your immune system weakens and your body's more prone to like heart diseases, the flu and other life threatening illnesses. So just keep that in mind, y'all. Stress, if it's the littlest thing, such as maybe, I don't know, you you lost a dollar or something. I don't know. Everybody has their different levels of stress. But my whole point is just think about your entire body. If one part is being affected, it's bound that another three parts are going to be affected as well. So just keep that in mind, y'all. And I know that I've spent a great amount of time speaking on anxiety and depression, but make no mistake that there are plenty more mental illnesses and disorders that I want to touch on tonight. So here's a list of other mental illnesses that can affect you and others. We have the mood disorder, which is the bipolar disorder. Those affected with bipolar disorder can feel on top of the world one day, and then the next day they're in a corner, closed away from the world. Now, symptoms of bipolar disorders include mood swings, sadness, elevated moods, and anger. And that's only to name a few. It's so many more, guys, but that's just the main points and the main symptoms that will kind of show somebody on the outside, like, okay, I see that this person's affected with this disorder. Psychotic disorder, which is schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a chronic brain disorder that affects the way a person thinks and acts. Okay. Hallucination. Paranoia. Those two are linked to the disorder. Symptoms of schizophrenia is hearing voices, hallucinating, and being detached from the world. Lastly, I want to discuss PTSD, 
post-traumatic stress, stress, sorry y'all, stress disorder. PTSD, like, as you all know, majority of people link that to like people that was in the service or that are still in the service, but that's not only supposed to be linked to those people. Like PTSD can come from a string of a series of different things. And PTSD is the condition followed behind a traumatic event that one has experienced, such as, you know, rape, an abusive relationship, death of a loved one. And the list goes on, y'all. The list goes on. And symptoms of PTSD include flashbacks, isolation, mistrust, and severe anxiety. I just want to let y'all know again that PTSD, anyone can get PTSD. Anyone. It is not just for, oh, well, this person served in the, the army so they're the only ones that can be affected by PTSD. No, wrong. Absolutely wrong. But now that we've tackled most of mental illnesses, let's discuss ways to suppress the demon known as mental illness. As someone that's affected by, mental, by a mental illness, my first tip is to accept it and address it. Acknowledge that you may be suffering from a mental disorder. And there's nothing to be ashamed of, people. Like, I know a lot of people are ashamed to, you know admit that there is something wrong because I don't know maybe they feel like somebody's going to judge them or maybe somebody's not going to be there to support them and understand what they're going through understandable but for a while I was in denial and that made my recovery a lot harder you know and once I accepted that I was affected by anxiety it was easier for me to find a solution to my disorder so first thing I got a journal I started writing in my journal I then began to pray more and with my prayer, I became more at ease with the situation that would awaken my anxiety. Breathing exercises and yoga is also effective, y'all. It really is. I do my breathing exercises and yoga early in the morning for about maybe 15, 10 to 15 minutes. And then I proceed to pray. And lastly, be active. Find something that will take your mind away from the negativity. Go to a garden. Go to a paint and chill. Do something that will feed your appetite to your happy spirit don't feed the demon feed the happy spirit okay find anything that'll make you happy whether if that's maybe it's the season for what pumpkin picking apple picking whatever y'all do find something that makes you happy and i know that this method can't cure all of the mental disorders but i do know that that's a cure for some but for the more severe cases of mental illnesses such as schizophrenia seeking professional help is highly recommended but before seeking personal help I mean, professional help. I'm sorry, y'all. Seek help from someone that is close to you. And those that are witnesses to somebody being affected by a mental illness, be an open air. And when I say be an open air, when you ask, how's it going? Sincerely mean it when you ask. Don't just ask that question for the sake of a fake conversation. Because I've witnessed a bunch of people that say, oh, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. And they were like, okay, good. See you later. Like, that's not no way of checking up on anybody. When you ask somebody, how's it going? You sit there and you listen to them. And you take in what they're saying to them. Pay attention to their body language and the facial expressions and just how they're speaking. Because you never know. The person that you're speaking to can be fighting in a battle that, like, can be unbearable to them. The people that are fighting with these mental illnesses need someone to talk to. Somebody that's going to hear them. Someone that's going to understand them. Someone that's going to sincerely be there to help them. We don't need anybody that's just going to say, oh, how you doing? Oh, we're good. Okay, bye. Like, we don't need that because you're no help. You're just doing that just to, I don't know. I don't know why people do that, but really be there for that person, y'all. And I know college students, y'all, check up on your college students because we take on a lot. 
and I mean a lot when it comes to the schoolwork the high expectations it's easy for us to fall victim into the anxiety and depression lane it really is because we have so much going on and we're just like so into the okay we got to make our parents proud we got to make ourselves proud we got to do this we got to do that it is very easy for a college student and I know from my own experience to fall into anxiety because when I tell y'all my situation with anxiety I have gotten better with dealing with it but it's so hard because anything could like awaken that anxiety like oh my god I forgot to stop here I gotta go here I gotta do this I gotta do that like anxiety people kind of like downplay it but anxiety is really serious and luckily I don't have that severe anxiety but like I said don't downplay anxiety because this is really serious and anxiety and depression are like best friends so if you know someone that is suffering from anxiety or depression talk to them be that open ear so they can express what's going on and we don't need you to be there like okay okay everything's gonna be fine you're you're doing too much you're overreacting no I need you to listen and I need you to understand that what I'm going through right now is nothing to play with at all like this is serious so that's just a heads up from the people that know college students or have college students as siblings cousins daughters son ask them how their day is going and really listen and listen to how their tone is because I know a lot of students go out of state like me parents listen to your students how's your day going oh it's okay how was your day how how was your day really ask them how their day was also single parents single parents I know that single parents have to hold the weight of the world on their shoulders and I know that they have to deal with a lot it's a lot of pressure being a single parent not that I know because I have no kids so I'm just going off of experience with watching my mom and seeing how she handles everything but I do know that single parents they need someone to listen to they need someone to listen to I know that they may you know fall into depression due to lack of help and again holding the world on their shoulders and having to keep the straight face on for their kids like it's a lot and again I can't really speak too much on it because again I'm not a single parent but I do know that single parents do have to hold a lot in to basically be that soldier for their kids be that role model for their kids also PTSD black parents I feel like they lash out on their kids a lot due to PTSD through maybe a bad relationship. They lash out on their kids. Talk about it. So therefore, that lashing out won't occur. Speak about it. A lot of people in the black community, not just black parents, the black community as a whole, we like to brush things under the rug and let it build up. No. Talk about it. Please. Talk about it. And it doesn't matter if you're a college student, a single parent, anybody could be affected by mental illness, y'all anybody and again I would like to revert back I would also like to say that black people are not exempt from being affected with the mental disorder if anything we suffer from it the most because those around us brush it off and we suffer in silence or when we do try to speak to somebody about it they're like oh you know what just go to church you're being dramatic ain't nothing wrong with you ain't nothing wrong with you just go to church go pray go go drink or something brushing it off like there's so many issues within the black community, such as speaking on the mental illnesses that occur in the black communities. PTSD, I think, will probably be the highest one because, sad to say, a lot of rape goes on within the black community. You know, it's like the elephant in the room that 
black families try to avoid. We have the drug addict in the family that was the mother to five kids and just left them for the drugs. PTSD, I think, would be one of the highest mental illnesses in the black community. But of course, nobody wants to speak about that. Nobody's ready to have that conversation because black people feel like they have to walk around with this facade like, oh, no, we straight. Those mental illnesses is for the white folk. We strong. We straight. No, we are not exempt from these mental illnesses at all. So instead of brushing under the rug and leaving that elephant in the room, you need to address it. Because a lot of things spark out, a lot of anger, a lot of arguments at family dinners stare up because of situations that were brushed under the rug. Because somebody's PTSD wasn't addressed. Because somebody's rape in the family was brushed under the rug. Black people, we are not exempt again, okay? We are not exempt. Hear me when I say this. Black people are not exempt from mental illnesses, all right? So if you need help, seek it. Go to somebody, a professional. Go to somebody that you trust. The person that has that shoulder that you can lean on. Okay? It's okay to admit that there is something wrong. Don't be ashamed to say, oh, I have a mental illness. Because I think a lot of people mistake mental illnesses as like, okay, now I'm going to be like ostracized from the family or from the society because I just admitted that I have this disorder. No. It's okay. Speak up. It's all right. I hope you all enjoyed today's discussion. I will post websites with more information on mental illnesses on my Instagram page, which is Diary of the Bald Baddie underscore. Again, my IG page is the Diary of the Bald Baddie underscore. And guys, we are halfway through season two, and it's been a pleasure being able to entertain and inform my audience, the baddies and the gents, each week. I thank you all for welcoming me into your headphones, through your car radio, however you listen to Diary of the Bald Baddie. It's greatly appreciated. Next week's topic of conversation, we will discuss the black parent cycle, what we will keep and what we will get rid of as we become the next generation of black parents. Thanks again, guys. I hope you all have a blessed and productive week. And one last thing, I hope that my listeners took something from tonight's episode. Don't just listen and then critique the episode. If you need someone to talk to, I am here. And I will also supply you guys with hotlines as well on my Instagram page, which is again, Diary of the Ball Baddie underscore. Again, that's Diary of the Ball Baddie underscore on Instagram. Thanks again, baddies and gents. This is your host, the Ball Baddie that's not so bald anymore, Wakila Peace. And I am checking out. Be blessed. And I will talk to you all very, very soon. <laughs>